0: Baptism in the Holy spirit. We've been talking about tongues and how tongues is such in the church world is such a divisive things. A thing, if you're new to this church, we're a spirit filled church. We believe in the baptism in the Holy spirit. We believe in the laying on of hands. We believe in the raising of the dead. I mean, if the scripture says it, we believe it. And I believe, and I, this church believes that miracles have not ceased. Um, We are hearing of miracles this week. And by the way, let me just tell you, we had three or four or five get saved Sunday morning. It's a miracle. That's a miracle. Praise the Lord. God's not done. God's not done. But when we've been talking here lately about tongues and how uh, in four of the five cases where it talks about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, tongues were evident. And how divisive tongues can be. And I talked last week that that I believe that two of the main reasons why we so um, have problems within the church on tongues is due to fear and ignorance. And I forgot to shake y'all's hand. Sorry, I told you I would, but I didn't make it back around here. So I'll catch you at the, at the end. We don't have band practice tonight. We have a deacon meeting, so I'll be able to come right off the stage and, and get you. Uh, but uh, fear and, and ignorance, and it's, it's easy to get offended with the word ignorance. Don't. It's not an offensive term. It just means we don't know it yet. Right? We haven't been taught it. If you've been taught it, you're not ignorant. You're just choosing to go a different direction. Right? And we talked last week um, about how do you have to. If you get the baptism in the Holy Spirit, do you have to pray in tongues? And my response was, no, you don't have to. You get to. It's a gift. And we're going to look at Scripture tonight to help reinforce what tongues does. And, uh, you know, even as a pastor, I start sweating up here when it comes to talking on tongues. Let me tell you, it's it's not worth getting bent out of shape over. It's not. It's something that you need. Uh, We've looked over the last few weeks, and I'd encourage you to go to the website and download the last few weeks and learn about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. If tonight's your first night. But personally, I'm convinced that anyone who has the baptism in the Holy Spirit can once he or she understands what's involved can speak in tongues. And that is the only the ones that don't are only due to fear or prejudice or lack of understanding, which prevents it and repeated experiences borne this out. I was with a group of young men, 20, 20 year olds this weekend and uh, my nephew coming home, the Lord had started talking to him. telling him specifically, this this person you're going to run into needs the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And he wound up telling my sister who told me, he said it became an obedience thing for him to walk through. He couldn't make him do it, but his job was to do what the Holy Spirit was telling him to do. And he went to him, went and grabbed me. Sure enough, the the Spirit of God came down, he received, he got his prayer language, and all of a sudden, the, the power of God came over all of us. They started prophesying over me. I started speaking over them. It was in that it was in that setting that we were in Saturday night. That we've learned that the baptism in the Holy Spirit is an equipping to do ministry. It's an equipping of the power of God to. Uh, do you remember that He told the disciples, "Don't go out yet. Wait. Go to this room. I'm about to leave. Don't leave until you've received the promise." Jesus Christ saw value in them waiting until they could receive what it was that he had. Right. All right. So um, I read of a well-known minister who ministered the baptism in the Holy Spirit to a group of about 20 people. And uh, during the prayer time, all of them received the Holy Spirit and began praying freely and beautifully in other tongues. And one woman came up to him and said, I'm so glad for proving to me what I knew was already real. Then she explained how she had been in a service and she had received the baptism weeks ago at a church where the pastor prayed for everybody to receive, but said specifically, don't expect any outward manifestation. But she said, from that day I received in faith. But all the time as I was sitting and praying uh, praying to the Lord, some, some odd syllables started wanting to come out. But she suppressed them. And in this meeting, she was able to just completely let go of what was wanting to come out of her mouth. But so many times people will, will receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, but not get the manifestation of tongues. And the question would be asked, can you have the baptism in the Holy Spirit without speaking in tongues? And I like what Derek Prince, if you, if, if you follow me at all, I'm going to teach a lot. I, I I have been raised by my parents under the teaching of Derek Prince. He's he's dead now, but was a big part of the charismatic movement back in the 70s. Bob Mumford, who we have in this church regularly, he, Bob Mumford, Derek Prince, Jamie Buckingham, you know, a lot of these men that, that really helped plow the way. But Derek Prince in this question, can I have the baptism without the Holy... Can I have the tongues without... Can I, can I have the Holy Spirit baptism without tongues? And he responded... Can an elephant be an elephant without a trunk? The answer is yes. He would just be a funny looking elephant. But he would still be an elephant. A trunkless elephant is a pretty funny looking thing. The trunk is a normal and important appendage for the elephant. He feeds himself with it. He bathes himself with it. In fact, he's without it, he's not a normal elephant. So is the same with speaking in tongues in relation to the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Scripturally and practically, it's an important part of the baptism. So as you consider this teaching, if you happen to be a trunkless elephant, or if you have friends who are, both you and they need to understand the significance of speaking in tongues and seeing what you're missing out on. And that's what I'm going to go into tonight. What are the major blessings of having this gift? that should be accompanied with the baptism in the Holy spirit. Briefly, I'm going to show you some, some things and I'm I'm sorry. I'm wanting to continue to review. We have seen five cases where people have been saved, have believed in Jesus Christ, have been water baptized and days later received the baptism in the Holy spirit scriptural. Everybody remember. All right. We've got a few new faces in here and I'm just not wanting to get ahead of myself. So what are some major reasons for receiving uh, and manifesting, uh, having a, a prayer language or, or uh, praying in tongues? According to scripture. Let's look at number one. Number one, it is God's will for everyone to speak in tongues. Let me give you a scripture. First Corinthians fourteen five: I wish you all spoke with tongues i'm going to go through these quickly number 2 speaking in tongues and i catch this strengthens and edifies the believer i'm going to give you scripture here i don't want to get too fast let me give you this scripture he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself but he who prophesies edifies the church it's easy to overlook this but if you need encouragement pray in tongues it shows us right here out of Paul's mouth that he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Let me tell you, we need prophecy. We need the spirit of prophecy to be released in this church. We need the spirit of tongues to be released. And we're not we're talking about two different things. One is a tongue that comes in the church, another one is a tongue that comes in your prayer language. But you can see that tongues will edify. How many knows that when you don't have anywhere to go, when you don't know how to pray, when you start praying in tongues, a lot of times that pressure releases. I'm going to show you why. Number three. He who speaks. It's too slow. He who speaks in tongues is praying in the spirit. First Corinthians 14, 15. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit. I will also pray with understanding. I will sing with the spirit and I will also sing with my mind. mind says with my mind, with understanding. I will pray with the spirit, but I'll also pray with my mind. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing in my mind. Can you see there is a difference in praying with your normal language and praying in the spirit? Are, Are you guys... Y'all were all excited during worship, and now we're kind of mellowing out. Let's don't. Let's don't. Stay, stay with me. Amen? I, I know you're probably drinking it in, but pastor needs a little encouragement every now and then. I can look at two people, and I know they'll shake their heads at me. David's one, and uh, Robert's the other one. Everybody else is not everybody, but... Okay, we'll move on. What shall I do? I will pray in my spirit. I'll also pray in my mind. I will sing in my spirit and I will sing in my mind. Y'all don't hear it, but I'm praying in the spirit. I'm singing in the spirit all the time up here. And when it gets loud, I'll be praying in the spirit over the microphone. You just won't hear me. Next, number four. Speaking in tongues or praying in the spirit is a divinely inspired means of praying effectively for others, Romans eight, verse 26 says, likewise, what am I doing with a different translation? I'm going to read the way I've got it here in the same way. The spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for to catch this. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. When you don't pray in the Spirit, you're not able to pray what needs to be prayed. Let me read it again here, what mine says. In the same way, just read along, because it's the same Scripture. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. When you're weak, pray in the Spirit. We don't know what we ought to pray, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words can't express. Verse 27. Now, he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. You are able to pray when you pray in your spirit and you're praying for someone. You are praying for the saints according to God's will. How many, how many knows that a lot of times when you pray, you're not necessarily praying God's will? Is that just me? No, a lot of times I'm praying my will. But what straightens me out kingdom-wise is when I start praying in the Spirit. And I've told you all before that one of the the biggest changes in my life was when I started praying in English over myself, kingdom come, will be done on earth as it is in heaven, no matter what that means. Let your kingdom come and your will be done over my life, regardless of what that means. I have have in mind what I want that to be. But when I started to lay down what that was, the Lord started to really move powerfully in my life. But when I start praying in the spirit... I start praying forth the will of God. And let me tell you, that works to my good. That works to your good. That works to the church's good. All right, number five. Speaking in tongues is the normal scriptural means of entering into the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Acts Am I going too fast for y'all can't read that? All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Acts ten 44. let's keep looking one more. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all those who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on even the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Those in the upper room did not know what tongues were. Yet it is what followed. It is the norm. To receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit and not pray in tongues is not the norm. We've seen in four of the five cases that we've been shown in Scripture that it's evident when the baptism in the Holy Spirit is received. And the fifth one, and I've said this over and over, it's argued that it did happen then because of what was being seen that Simon the Magician wanted to buy it because he saw something happening. And many scholars believe that it was tongues. And for any trunkless elephant who who may be here, may be struggling, let me give these words of encouragement. You can pray in tongues and according to God's word, you should. It's a part of your heritage as a believing Christian to enter into the supernatural life of God through the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And its initial manifestation... Of speaking in tongues. Now, I'm going I'm, I'm to give you something that you're going uh, to enjoy here in just a second. So many times I've seen Christians who have felt that they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, but didn't speak in tongues and desired to. And no one ever told, told me afterwards that that they thought, I've never met anyone that once they've gotten their prayer language, has ever come back to me and told me it was a mistake. That they should have never received that. Never. Now, I haven't prayed for that many. I've probably prayed for a hundred. I hope that's not pushing it, but I don't think so. I think in the five years that I've been pastor, I think we've had at least a hundred receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And I haven't prayed for all of them, but there's been more that I've prayed for. Not one time have they ever come back and said, man, I wished I hadn't done that. Or I wished I hadn't got my prayer language. Not once. Maybe you've experienced somebody like that, but I haven't. So many times we hang back and we seem afraid because we feel like it's going to be emotionalism or fanaticism, that that's another one of Satan's lies, how he will do anything to discredit the gifts and the graces of God. Let me ask you this. How many times, and not many of you have done this, but how many times have you ever come up here to pray or give a word and immediately attack, hit you before you can get back to the pew? That's Satan. Satan. You came up and you felt like it was God saying to go up there and give it. And the moment you give it, you start to question it. We've all done that. Satan will try anything he can to stop prophecy, stop tongues, stop healings from happening. Why? Because it builds faith. We've seen that prophecy edifies the church. Larry Smith gave a word a couple weeks ago that really strengthened me. Yeah, he talked about a key, there being a key that the Lord was desiring to unlock. We need the manifestation of the Lord. And see how quickly that the moment tongues showed up at Pentecost, did they start to label it as they're drunk. So the charge of emotionalism has caused many people to think, that maybe if, if I receive this gift, I might lose control of myself. That maybe you'll be in the Walmart parking lot and just all of a sudden uncontrollably start praying in tongues. Start foaming at the mouth. and That sounds funny. It's the truth. People literally think, I better not get that because I'll lose it on somebody. Well, you lose it on people anyway. Amen? You don't need the Holy Ghost to lose it on somebody. (laughs) Let's just talk about it. Or that God will make me do something that will embarrass me. But as I've said before, the Holy Spirit does not force us to do anything. You can be sure that any spirit which compels you to do anything or say anything that you don't want to say is not the Holy Spirit people who are afraid that they might do something embarrassing or speak in tongues at the wrong time, you fail to realize that the act of speaking in tongues is always under the control of the speaker. Did you catch that? The person, not the Holy Spirit, decides when he'll speak out. And when he does decide to speak out in tongues, whether it'll be loud or quiet, I have full control over when I start and stop. I've never met anybody that in their prayer language did not have control. Now, in a manifestation that can happen in church, I think that sometimes you can't hardly hold it in. That's not what we're talking about here. Have you ever had a word from the Lord and you couldn't stay in your seat? Your face starts getting hot, your body starts sweating, and something's got to give. And sometimes you've got to move. But you know, when I'm praying in the Spirit, I I can start and stop right now. The person, not the Holy Spirit, decides. The very fact that Paul gives instructions about how and when speaking in tongues is to be manifested in a public meeting clearly indicates that the one speaking is in control. Even the manifestation in church, you have control over. Paul wouldn't have had to give those instructions if we weren't physically capable of obeying them. So can you see this is something, it's a gift that you receive from God, but that you have full control over. Another objection is that is that tongues back in the day, that it's not as supernatural today as it was back in, in God's day. Because there aren't languages being spoken, uh, that uh, foreign languages that are being spoken that others can understand, that it's just emotional gibberish. But I've told you, even in my own personal case Do I know someone that was over in Russia and was ministering? The guy's name's Dick Braswell, whom I've met. Felt the Lord tell him while he was preaching to start preaching, just to start praying in tongues. And it was in their local language, which he'd never been there before. He didn't know the language. That argument saying God's not the same God today that he is, that he was yesterday. Stand up here on this hill at about 5, 6 o'clock in the evening and watch a sunset. And tell me God's not in full control. He's in full control. He can do things that man could never think of doing. And my God, at my word, the word of God tells me that he never changes. That he never changes. And I've got a couple stories here where... Uh, People have prayed in tongues and it's been in different languages, but we're out of time and um, just hang in there with me. We're going to camp out here for a little bit longer uh, on the baptism and on tongues. And we have been seeing over the last few weeks of of, uh, an increase of his presence and of his spirit. Sunday morning, I felt like we had an absolute breakthrough, an absolute breakthrough in worship and in the word. And on Sunday morning. I mean, on Easter morning, you may say, man, it should be a big one. Yeah, but a lot of times, you know, those that normally don't come to church come in and it it seems to be a little tougher to break through barriers. But that didn't happen Sunday morning. In fact, I couldn't get my Sunday school class out of Sunday school. And I needed my choir. I'm like, somebody, somebody better go get somebody. This is Easter. (laughs) The Lord's moving. And people don't want to leave. People are hungry. Let me tell you, where people are hungry, God's going to feed them. He's going to and fro trying to find somebody that will worship him. And I want him to find it here. And I would desire his Holy Spirit be allowed to move in any way he sees fit. Father, I thank you for tonight, and Lord, we just honor you, and we just acknowledge you that you are our God. And Lord, when it comes to your gifts and and, uh, your manifestations, Lord, I don't think we could ask for anything from you that would be bad. Nothing you have for us is bad. Lord, I ask you to help us to be soft ground, that our ground wouldn't be hard, that our heart wouldn't be hard. And as we receive your word and as people hear me speak, Lord, I just ask that they would, that this body would take your word and put it up against what I say. Lord, I'm trying very hard to not to stick directly to your word. order that I'm not after fanaticism or over emotionalism or excitement. But God, you're an exciting God. And you're a powerful God. And I desire you. That your kingdom would come and your will would be done over church on the hill, regardless of what that means. Just ask as a corporate body, Lord, that you fill us with your spirit. That you fill this church body with your spirit. And that we would move powerfully to do your work out in this world. Thank you, Lord. I just pray for all those that are sick on this prayer list, that are hurting financially, in their jobs, in their families, that are fighting addiction. Lord, I thank you that we can come to you for every answer that we have, every question that we have, every problem that we have. It's met with you. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. We acknowledge your blood and your the cross. And we come to you through that blood, right? To the throne of the father and we worship you bless your holy name jesus name amen god bless you i hope you have a great rest of the week